0: the Around the League Podcast refuses to discuss the British Bulldog.
3: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys?
2: Hey Dan. Happy Monday, if there is such a thing.
3: It's been a busy Monday. Mark pulled the uh, I'll take off. The day where the franchise tags had to be officially handed out. Yeah, I uh, don't make the schedule. Move.
1: So he comes in, he waltzes, and he, you know, you
3: look relaxed.
2: Ran a five k today.
1: Did you? Hmm. A, a race out of nowhere with no training.
3: No, on a treadmill.
1: Oh, against oh, no a one. Oh, personal
3: five k. That's, that's right.
1: not a five k. That'd be uh, like saying that distance-wise, f- it was a five. That connotates a race.
3: But still, I see I, won. I see where you're coming from, and I, and I remarked right before we began today <laughs> that you look different. There's something going on. Right. You have the glow of a man that is getting healthy.
2: Well, Dan and I go to the same gym. I haven't seen you there, but that's, no? I assume that's because you were here.
3: Yeah, well, I was in at 5 a.m. at the gym. I did two or three hours, and then I came right. straight here. <laughs> yeah, right. so I, can
2: get, I smell your scent when I'm there. I can tell that Dan's been there. I don't even know what that means, man.
3: <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. So, yes, today is a big day. Um, this was the deadline Monday for franchise tags to be handed out, and uh, they were handed out, but not not a lot of them. So we're going to get into that. We're going to start there, actually. Uh, we're also going to do some other news around the league, and then we're going to get back into the laboratory and uh, go over the top ten wide receivers, uh, free agency primer, get the scientists going at each other, hopefully. Um, but why don't we start with the news of the franchise tag uh, on our website nfl.com backslash atl uh, we have our franchise tag tracker and i'm holding it in my hand right now i printed it up and the tags were applied gentlemen jimmy graham official official greg hardy of the panthers brian arakbo of the redskins as we, we already knew nick folk with the jets and then there were two transition tags Alex Mack, Center, Cleveland Browns, Mark Sessler. You were probably at the gym working out. No, I was reading Roto World point. when that landed. Oh, okay. Roto World. Whoa. What about our site?
2: I go there because it, I get instant news and I get the analysis from our site.
1: Okay. And gotcha. the, wow, backpedaling. <laughs> yeah, yikes. And then the Steelers. Have you been talking to them <laughs> Listen, about employment I was on my phone. I should was be, on my phone. Should we be worried?
2: Greg, you created that monster and it, it's efficient. So. Wait, this would be good.
3: <laughs> uh, we were talking about leverage before the podcast. This would be good for leverage to get. An, wait, yeah. I didn't want to go down this road, actually. <laughs> I have no leverage. Um, <laughs> finally, the Steelers use their transition tag on outside linebacker Jason World. So, gentlemen, I throw it to you. Who wants to get going? What do you take out of these, these moves?
1: Well, I think the big move is Nick Folk uh, staying with the Jets. <laughs> you got to lock him I thought Cumbie was going to get the championship tag, contender type of move to make sure hey, we got this guy, Folk. Could sign a big 50. Not the Patriots
3: fan that that may not realize that the window is just about shut now and Tom (laughs) Brady walking with a
1: limp at this stage. Keep making your Jets jokes. Franchising your kicker
2: is often a prudent move. It costs almost no money. I'm
1: not criticizing it, totally makes sense. It's fine. Who cares? (laughs) Let's talk Jason Worlds. This was a a surprise. Should we we explain the transition tag? Because the transition tag is quite a bit different than the franchise tag. I think so. Tag. It's so rare. I think it's yes. important to.
4: There are some people in this room that don't even know what the transaction... transition.
1: The gold standard, gold our standard producer, behind the, behind the glass. Do you know what the transition tag is, Zach?
2: I don't know what the transition tag is. Well, it's
1: essentially a cheaper version of the franchise tag. It's 20% less than the franchise tag number, and it gives you the right... And basically, so Alex Mack, for instance, who was given the transition tag uh, by the Browns, he now can sign a one-year $10 million tender. Would have been about a million and a half more if it was the franchise number. But he can go around with his agent, shop his services, and sign a contract with any old team out there. And the difference here is the Browns will have five days to match it. And if they don't match it, they get nothing in return, which is... Sort of bizarre, uh, but that's what it is, and it's a deterrent, I think, to other teams negotiating for the Browns. So the risk here, if you're the Patriots, let's say they wanted Alex Mack, they sign Mack to a five-year, $50 million contract, and the Browns take four days, and and they say, okay, we'll match it, and you just wasted two weeks.
4: Right, whereas maybe the Browns would have spent more money on
2: him if the Patriots didn't get involved in that hypothetical scenario. It does feel like in the Mac angle that he sat down with the team over the weekend and they tried to win him back over because I think he's clearly one of the guys that was unhappy with probably five years of losing but also just what was happening recently. I think they couldn't get him to agree to anything the agent basically said. There's no way where you let us go to market, and this is the closest thing they can do to protect
1: him to some degree. Well, they could have just placed the franchise tag on him, though. Well, you can do that. And then yeah. you pretty much prevent any team from signing him. If you want to sign him under the franchise tag, you have to give up two first-round draft picks. That's prohibitive. No one's going to do that. So it's a little bit of the roll of the dice. You save a little money. Maybe in this case you keep the player a little happier, and they can go out and see their value. And maybe the Browns are confident that their offer to Alex Mack is fair it's a good offer, and he'll go find that out when he goes out into free agency.
3: And just the difference, so you know, and I'll use Nick Folk as an example because it would be really funny. If, <laughs> let's say, the Marks Cleveland Browns were to offer Nick Folk a contract, um, the Jets would get two number one picks for the Browns, <laughs> and you would get Nick Folk and the contract you signed him to. Uh, it's essentially it doesn't unless, sound like a good deal. No, unless someone that is a went non-exclusive after- Franchise tag.
2: I mean, I could see one team potentially <laughs> saying, "We are going to pick thirty-first, thirty-second. We're that confident over the next two years, we're going to make a run, and we're going to go after Jimmy Graham. Forget the first round." We talked about this in the newsroom. My team would be the Packers. But uh, otherwise, it's a to go
1: after door Jimmy Graham, that, right? Mean? Yes. If you're a general manager, Jimmy Graham's out there. You're you're Ted Thompson. You would do that. You would give up two first-round picks? I'm Ted
4: Thompson, so I'm armed with the knowledge that I have actually picked better in the third and fourth rounds than I have in the late first rounds over the years.
1: So, Do you think it's realistic that any team does this?
4: No, I don't. I think the Packers make the most sense, but I think Ted Thompson would never give up draft picks.
1: Here's the thing, though. They're not just giving up draft picks. They're giving up the highest contract for a tight end in league history and two first round exactly, picks. Exactly, yes. Well that's a lot. You're I don't know, up, I don't know if I'd do that for even for Jimmy Graham. You're it's giving up though. guys like Nick Perry
4: and Derek Sherrod.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then you also have to give up probably what would you guess Jimmy Graham will end up making twelve million a year?
1: Right. It's yeah. a huge portion of your cap, especially if you have a quarterback like Rogers. But I like Wes's
2: idea that you could actually just give up two of your past first round picks. Mm, <laughs> yeah, you, you could
1: select
3: them. <laughs> What about um, the Washington Redskins? Do you think there was ever a thought that they would actually let Arakbo uh, potentially hit the open market without any type of uh, safety lock on him? Well, they
4: w- they want us to believe that, but I never thought that. The listeners should know I put my softball pants on the yeah. line again.
3: That was a sneaky softball pants move Mark by might not Wes. even be aware of this unless, this unless he was Mark on was Twitter this morning. Mark was just working out hard, sweating profusely, while Wes just out of nowhere, all willy-nilly, tweeted out, that if the Redskins did not place a tag on Arakpo, he was going to eat his softball pants. Will
0: Will Chris Chris Wessling eat (laughs) his softball pants? I I
4: get a little fired up when these things are total. (laughs) i just want to point out the absurdity of things. There's no way—there are national reporters (laughs) saying the Redskins aren't going to tag Arakpo when it's the only move they had.
1: I like this term, national reporters. You know who you're thinking of. You just try not to call people out. National reporters. There i thought there were several. There were reports all over the place on Iraqpo. That was risky, though. I mean, whereas the Raiders, it would have been a huge upset to win six games. Iraqpo, I thought you were right. I thought you were going to be right, but you just kind of threw that out there this morning. I mean, we could have been sauteing up things this well, afternoon. If you, notice, afternoon. I, if you <laughs> notice, I didn't send it out
4: to my whole Twitter followers, I only sent it out to the ATL
1: oh. account. It doesn't matter. He would have made you eat the pants. <laughs> that's true. It, it would have been crazy to me for them to let Arakpo go, though. They have no homegrown talents over the last 10 years. They finally make a good draft pick and you let him walk. It would almost be as crazy as what the Raiders
2: did, I think.
3: Mm. Well, that's a great transition, Mark, showing that you come into the office on your off day, but you're still sharp as a tack. <laughs> Um, not, not everyone that maybe we expected to get franchise did, and we could start with the Oakland Raiders. Um, defensive end Lamar Houston and tackle Jared Veld here, two guys that are impact players for this team. They have plenty of cap room. Reggie McKenzie finally has some wiggle room, and he does not put the tag on either. How do we make sense of this?
4: I just teed up Reggie McKenzie on an article.
1: Ooh. Well, I think he deserves it. I don't. It's, what are they doing? As in, as enticing a tease as that was to go to our website, can you explain some of your yes. Reggie McKenzie he's been given a man
4: He's been given a mandate by his owner. Start winning, stop making excuses. He has more salary cap money than anybody in the league. These are two free agents who are in our top ten on our list. I thought Houston played at a Pro Bowl level last year. Veldier missed a lot of the season but played at a Pro Bowl level the year before that. Two guys still in their prime in the top five or six maybe at their positions. If mm. you consider Houston a 3-4 end, maybe maybe top five. And he's just going to let them hit the market?
3: No team has more holes in the NFL than the Raiders when you have uh, the opportunity They're just keep... one big hole. Yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> Black hole. When you keep those guys in house, you have plenty of other work to do, but instead he's risking the potential of having even more holes. The goal is to win a Lombardi trophy, not... To
2: acquire the most salary cap space.
3: Maybe he <laughs> thinks he gets any extra money that's left over. Yeah,
2: I think, if you're, a I think you're fan, right. if you're a Raiders fan, you heard from Valdir last month that he said the team has shown no urgency in even reaching out to try to strike a long-term deal. So that doesn't give a lot of confidence that something's happening between now and the 11th of March. But also, left tackle, one of the toughest positions to fill if you lose a guy with promise. Well, I, here's how I look at rosters. In the NFL,
4: there isn't much difference between an average NFL starter and a high-end reserve. There is a huge difference between a high-end starter and an average starter. The guys you want to keep are guys like Houston and Valdir who are in their prime. The goal for consistent winning, you draft, develop, and keep. The Raiders have drafted and developed two players. They have the resources to keep them, and apparently they're opting against them. They're their best
1: two players. Who's better on the Raiders than those two guys? I don't even think no, it's that's, close. It, it's Houston jumped out week after week last year for that defense. I gotta think that Valdez is gonna sign a contract before free agency. I, I, I at least want to wait before I kill them. Yeah, that's they fair. must know something, right? I just think that maybe Raiders fans better hope. You don't want to set the average price for that contract at whatever the franchise number is, which is really high for a tackle. In fairness to the Raiders, and maybe they feel like they're close on a deal and they'll get it done. I think Lamar Houston's gone and. I think he'll get paid if, a lot of money.
4: If they were close on Veldir, didn't you think it was a little ominous that Ian Rappaport, our NFL media insider, <laughs> reported that there was no communication with Veldir today in advance of the franchise
3: tag? Which is about. what he
2: said himself leading up, that, he's heard, that he had heard nothing from the team. I just find it
3: odd. One aside, I had said on Friday's show that Ian would be in studio today. That is a clear indication that I don't read email properly. Miscommunication. Ian will be in next Monday.
1: Just know that society. Wow. I, I'm surprised people even were still listening. All the rap sheet fans that were hanging on this appearance <laughs> are going to be disappointed. Like, where
3: is he? How come he hasn't been introduced yet? All right, let me go over the rest of um, you know, the notable names that did not receive the tag. We kind of knew this from Sunday, but the uh, Bills announced formally they won't use their tag on anyone, including Safety Jarvis Bird, who is... Now the number one overall free agent uh, on the <laughs> <free agency laughs> top 101, right? And
4: there are some intriguing landing spots for him, starting with Marks Browns, where his former head coach or, or a former defensive coordinator is now the head coach. His former... What oh,
1: my team too. No, yeah, no, that no. makes some sense. No, 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 no. It all goes back to the 2010 Jets. <laughs> the Eagles
4: cleared up, have taken care of their offense, have a major need at safety, and their coach just happened to coach him in college and his father Gilbert is the secondary coach Ooh. for the buccaneers now.
3: Interesting. Ooh, wow. Great you put names. him in that
2: buccaneer secondary, that's a scary
1: Dropping the Gilbird. <laughs> Gilbird,
4: I believe at least a two, a one or two-time pro Bowler with the Chargers back are, in the day.
1: Are you happy with this potential thought that the Browns saw what was going on with Jairus Bird? Maybe this or uh 10, you know, group of Executives in Cleveland feel a little differently about T.J. Ward than Michael Lombardi and Rob Chudzinski and whoever did that. They're going to let T.J. Ward go to the market. They're going to transition Alex Mack, and maybe it's all a setup to try to get Bird instead. I think Bird is an up.
2: I don't like when you are a team without much talent where you remove a talented player and just fill him with. I'd like to see them have two good safeties, not just one. But Bird is an upgrade over Ward. Ward, I think, is more of a in-the-box run stopper. But, you know, Pettin said that his two safeties are interchangeable. There's not really a strong and a free safety, but I'll take Bird healthy over Ward. And I think Ward would go to the Eagles, frankly.
4: Earl Thomas mm. and Cam Chancellor, not Earl Thomas or Cam Chancellor. Jairus Bird is going to get with so much money
1: with in this market, a safety that can cover, because he's going to get treated – like a top 10 cornerback because ultimately that's what safeties like him are at this point. They're just being asked to cover. But they
2: must have, de- they must have watched Ward's tape. And I think he's had some suspicious play previous to this season where he got hurt a lot. His coverage is shaky hmm. and maybe they felt this guy is not a pro bowl safety. He's just among a weaker class of safeties in the AFC. I or, think, or g- they just loved Mac
1: too. I just, I mean, well,
2: and
3: that part's a positive. I liked Greg, uh, giving a uh, Browns uh, front office official the benefit of the doubt. I like that. Because that usually typically doesn't work out, but maybe it will this time. I'm maybe turning, they know what they're doing.
1: <laughs> I'm turning a new corner.
3: <laughs> um, and, all right, just a few more before we move on. Uh, Vontae Davis didn't get tagged. That was, was that a surprise to us?
1: No, I think they had pretty much said they weren't going to tag him, so that wasn't a surprise. The cornerback crop is very deep. Not quite as deep because Brent Grimes got signed today. I guess we'll talk about that in a bit, but. He's one of many guys out there.
3: The uh, tackle Eugene Monroe with the Ravens?
1: That was a surprise to me. A week ago, I would have thought they were at least trying to get something done before or they tag him. Number two with a bullet on our top 101. So we remove all the franchise-tagged players from our top 101 list. I think Eugene Monroe is now the top offensive lineman available, and he's going to make a lot of money. And, man, I'd be worried if I was the Ravens losing him. I'm not too worried about losing Michael Orr, but... Now I would consider an upset if Monroe returned to their team. Well,
4: speaking of benefit of the doubt, I'm okay with kind of wondering what the heck Reggie McKenzie is doing, but also saying I'm sure Ozzie Newsom has a plan. Mm. Last year, look at all the upheaval they had, and he still had a plan, and people loved what he ended up
2: doing in the offseason. He's been one of the best in the business for 15 years now. I only think it's a shame, though, because they gave up multiple draft picks for him in what was, you know, some something of a loss season, they were still in the race when they when they pulled that move, but if he they signs viewed him else, as their left tackle of the future. If he signs elsewhere, they'll get compensatory picks. So. And there are it's a nice left tackle market. There's a couple of guys out there.
3: All right, the Gold Standard behind the glass. How are you, buddy? Good, thanks. How was your weekend?
2: Yeah, pretty uneventful.
3: Did you watch? Like it.
1: Did you watch all soccer? Did you watch a little Oscars?
2: Dabble a little bit in Oscars. dabble a little bit in soccer. He was really Some just going Netflix. back and
1: forth about the whole Jason World's thing. Well, if you get the yeah. transition tagged, <laughs> maybe another team will sign him. I actually could see that happening. Worlds going to another you team. Maybe not me,
2: the Wikipedia black hole. I just went through with uh, transition tags. <laughs> <the glass. laughs> I ended up in like Antarctica. It was crazy.
3: Um, All right. Let's do some news. Let's do it. All right. There's a lot of, obviously, there's a lot of news going on in San Francisco still. Uh, We've been covering it like a Snuggie, to use a term, uh, Mike Silver, Twitter profile term uh, for the Around the League blog. So let me just go through some of these nuggets. Don't look at each other.
1: I can say things. (laughs) Not exactly the most current reference there. That is what Silver's Twitter profile says. He's even updated that dated reference. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uh, According
3: to a a report uh, by the San Francisco Chronicle and Killian, uh, Jim Harbaugh's act has worn thin, and I like this wording that uh, Ann used, with face of the 49ers type players Uh, What does that mean, and does it mean anything?
1: I don't think it matters that much that some players are getting tired of Jim Harbaugh's act. You could find players in every locker room that's tired of a head coach's act. So much of what head coaches do in terms of their speeches and their motivational techniques are ridiculous. They're stupid for adults to be buying into some of this stuff. So I think there's always going to be a segment that thinks a coach is corny. I, I so, don't care about that. So either Kaepernick or Patrick Willis is fed up with Jim Harbaugh. Or Frank Gore. Or Justin Smith. They've got a or lot whatever. of Davis. franchise. Yeah. Vernon they, Davis. They've got, they got a lot of big name guys. But I don't care about that. I think it's a bigger topic. The front office might be fed up. With Jim Harbaugh, whether that's the general manager, Trent balky, ownership, whatever it is, there's some sort of schism right now.
3: And, but shame on the Niners if they ultimately believe, because I know it's it's been reported or it's been speculated that oh, they have enough talent and they, they believe in their internal candidates to just, they could potentially replace them and not skip a beat. There, there were a lot of bad years between you know, the mid-'90s until Harbaugh got there. And since he's been there, they've averaged 12 wins mm. a year. They went to the NFC title game all three years. They went to the Super Bowl and almost won once. I think this guy is a pretty good coach, and they should deal with his crap until they stop winning.
1: I like your analysis. Thanks, buddy. That's I, good. I agree. People forget they were not just bad. They were the laughingstock of the NFL bad. That what? their ownership and the changing of the coaches, everything that was going on in terms of dysfunction, if you had to rank the most dysfunctional f- franchises of the 2000s, there's a strong argument to be made 49ers are number one. Mike Nolan and Mike Singletary and Dennis Erickson and those, that whole group in a row and the <laughs> fights between the general management and the owner and everyone, it was ugly. Not only the
4: dysfunction, but the fact that nobody paid them any attention until they did something embarrassing.
3: Right. Uh, mm. They
4: were off the national radar as far as teams in the they NFL. They were in the
3: news when Mike Singletary took his pants down to his ankles to make a point <laughs> at <laughs> <the> <laughs> halftime. Was poisonous. you know that, Or when Mike Singletary sent Vernon Davis to the locker room for being disobedient. Can't have it. That, yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff, they were a joke. Mo- Mo-
1: Mike Mo- Nolan was even worse. I Mike Nolan's tenure was... Oh, embarrassment. God. It must be. I wear bad enough. The the ultimate ult-
3: empty suit is Mike Nolan. Literally, I wore liked a suit it at the start, and I he was empty within the suit. the suit. I liked
4: it. I'm a big fan of the suit.
3: I once made a remark about that on Twitter like a year ago, and everybody's like, "He did it in honor of his father." Man, get off his back. You whatever.
2: Like stepping in it on Twitter, whatever. Lately. I think it's like okay. when you're young, and I know this happened to Wes a lot. When you are <laughs> dating a woman that is much too hot for you. And it usually only lasts for a, a short amount Shots of time. fired. Well, no, I'm saying That's this. That's absolutely true. This did happen to us. That's Wes, absolutely true.
3: Okay. And, <laughs> but what would yeah. force you burn to t- decide sure. to
2: completely <laughs> part ways with this person? If, if, if behind the scenes it's so destructive mm. and it's causing such a problem, it's not be- everyone's like, why would you ever part ways with that woman? Well, it's there is a not because you think you can mm. do better. No, it's because the whole structure is crumbling. It's because you. it's made your life worse by having right. that person. Something in it. is going on with Harbaugh where they're thinking, yes, he is twelve wins a year, but we're but ready. But
3: he's he, We're ready to he part ways. He or she is so hot, it's hard <laughs> to. He, he is
2: the equivalent of like a, a super hot a woman yeah. as a coach. I mean, every, any team so that you don't think he's hot, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he's super hot. <laughs> but the Niners organization is okay, the guy. I'm just
1: making sure I understand. The Niners the
2: organization is the guy, and they're thinking a lot of good is well, on you know the, the surface here. But we're getting tired. For of it. every
1: hot chick, there's a
4: guy somewhere who's tired up tired of putting up with her stuff. There you go.
1: Well, Albert Breer made a good uh, <laughs> analogy that maybe Jim Harbaugh is going to be the Bill Parcells of this generation. I like that analogy. That he's a guy that comes in, takes over a program, wrecks shop you know, bang some cans around, maybe rub some people the wrong way, improves the team, and he's gone after five years after a lot of chaos. I um, mean, one thing in that article that really struck out was the quote where we have thrived under chaos and oh what was it? It, it? Yeah. Tension over the last years. And it was like, wow, there's chaos and tension there? Well, I, I read that, and I think
2: that's very interesting, but the difference for me a little bit is that Parcells, Won two Super Bowls with his first organization mm. before he started his vagabond act.
3: Very true. Other Niners. Touché. Other <laughs> Niners news. Uh, <laughs> well, Harbaugh
1: did it in, at Stanford yeah, too. But this They're, is the NFL. We're not talking. Yeah, we're I agree just with cutting that, Dan off. Sorry, Dan. There was talk that Harbaugh had kind of <laughs> worn out his welcome in Stanford. I'll just wait till you guys are done. Right, but you got to win a championship. That he in the NFL. was, you know rubbing people the wrong way there and was it such a dominant personality and they knew David Shaw and they were kind of like okay we'll see you later and Quan Bolden is signing a new deal
3: with the San Francisco 49ers he's not going anywhere uh Ian Rappaport reported Monday that the deal is worth 12 million over two years makes a lot of sense right Bolden was a really good fit for them actually a great fit
2: guess he wasn't the face of the franchise player annoyed
3: with the head coach (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no could have guessed that
2: See, he settled
4: in as a six million dollar a year receiver that's what he had the last couple of years too that's that's
1: Seems pretty to make good sense. they're slow though i mean michael Crabtree's slow anquan Bolden's slow vernon that's, davis is fast that's two slow wide receivers though
3: would you regard crabtree as slow before the achilles
1: yes really i mean below average for an nfl receiver for an NFL starting receiver, and just in terms of speed, he's not a speed guy. He's, right. he's not a speed threat, but he's year. very
2: good after the catch. I think Patra made a good point in his post where he said that the last two teams Bolden played for, the Cardinals and the Ravens, have sorely missed him.
3: Yeah, thank you for bringing up, Patra. Next time he's on the show, I have a bone to pick with Kevin regarding his Pro Bowl coverage, which oh, is that's excellent. true. But wow, he have
2: been some, holding on to this for
3: a while. Some, no, I just learned no. about it. Uh, we have sources inside oh, couldn't the building. We say what it is. He, he made a friend. Yeah, I know, but uh, we got to get to the. We got a question we'll, about this. Why did he keep it tucked away the way he did?
1: Bolden uh, is one of my favorite players of the last ten or twelve years. People thought he was breaking down at the end of his run in Arizona. I mean, hasn't his, his staying power has been awesome? That there's really been no fall off. People thought maybe he got overpaid by Baltimore and then got overpaid by San Francisco. And now here he is on another contract. He's a tricky player to judge. People love him as they should.
4: He's he's a leader on whatever team he goes to. Everybody always says he's the toughest guy on the team. Probably the toughest, physically toughest wide receiver in the league. People want to like anoint him as an all-pro type after he has a 200-yard game and then he'll disappear for 5 or 6
1: weeks. Slow guys age well. You know, if if you're slow to begin with, it doesn't really matter if you get slower. I mean, he had 1179 yards last year. I don't think people realize what a monster year that was. Hmm.
3: NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reported Monday that Colin Kaepernick wants more than $18 million annually from the 49ers in his upcoming contract. He's looking for more than the $18.2 million annually that Jay Cutler received early this year from the Bears, mm. which seems kind of fair. But still, that's a lot of money to a guy that it's still pretty early to tell if he's really the guy.
2: I'd pay it in a second. Right. I think...
4: We made the same point when Flacco got paid. It sounds like a lot of money to an average fan, casual fan, but that's what you pay franchise quarterbacks. What are what's your option? Okay, Kaepernick, you walk. We'll go try to find a quarterback again.
2: You're Who's won out- more big games, Kaepernick or Jay Cutler?
1: Kaepernick. You could almost imagine Kaepernick well, bringing that him up himself, being like, "That guy with
3: yeah, the that's the flop fair.
1: tops getting more than me." <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> that's why every, exactly what he'd That's saying. why <laughs> owners across the
3: league and general ma- managers across the league should have been angry with the Bears when they gave Jay Cutler that contract because that guy is, what, uh, 15th like, best quarterback in the people
4: league? People love yeah. to gripe about this stuff. People got mad at Romo's contract. It's a no-brainer. If you have a quarterback, you pay yeah. him.
1: I think they're worth 40 or $45 million, even in a slightly above average quarterback. So the oh, salary, a salary cap. cap. I mean, right, but it keeps it keeps their number down relatively, but – Aren't they worth more than two? Whoever gets paid $9 million in free agency this year, Eugene Monroe and Jairus byrd you really think those two guys combined are worth a starting quarterback? I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. Kaepernick, I think the question is, if you wanted an alternative, you would just keep drafting guys. That's the only other option. Keep drafting second, third rounders and hope that you find another one. And maybe you just franchise tag Kaepernick a year from now.
3: But why are the truly elite guys, because a guy like Aaron Rodgers... Who I believe is making what twenty one million something twenty
1: four twenty five.
3: Why is he? Why is that so close to a guy that a well, Cutler, you said it? The cap. I think
2: it's. I think it's a cap issue.
3: I just feel like why? Why is the truly elite guy and the goodish guy so close together? Why isn't it more balanced? That's, and why is it fair? That's just
2: the way the salary cap's set up. You it, want to talk about a true apocalypse? Because Rogers, future? go ahead. Well, let's say this Harbaugh thing falls out next season, and the team doesn't get its ducks in a row and keep Kaepernick around, which I don't think will ever happen. They're going to sign him, but. You lose ha- Harbaugh and Kaepernick in one offseason? season season you don't. ticket, and, and, and hey,
1: welcome to our new stadium where nothing of value is. Held <laughs> <with them. laughs> I know, I know, we're wildly late, Dan, but
3: this yeah, is you guys good, are a bunch
1: of chatty Cathys. This today. is a good time for it. Anyway, do you guys even taking the contract out of it? Are you confident Kaepernick is going to be a top ten quarterback in three, four years? That he's that that guy after last year. What what is your thought?
4: I, I have some doubts on him. I'm not on the Jaworski train where he's going to be the best quarterback in history. But I think the people who doubt him as a franchise quarterback are silly. People who call him a run-first quarterback, he's not that. I I don't think he's Andrew Luck. I think he's better than—I'd be more much more comfortable with him than Jay
1: Cutler. I wonder what they serve in the beverage car of the Jaworski train. It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> a variety of you, drinks, I would imagine. Do you, do you see him? Do you see Kaepernick? I, mean, I don't know if any. I are... would
2: have limit. If I'm their GM, I would have no problem aligning him as a top ten type quarterback in terms of pay and going forward with that risk. I don't mean, think he's, He has right, issues in not, his game. That's not what I'm asking, though. Do Yeah, th- I think I think he projects out that way. I mean, as as a guy, as a completely raw guy who hadn't even started, he came in and. I thought he did an f- out, outrageous do- job winning that Atlanta playoff game, taking him to been, the Super Bowl. He's
4: been transcendent
3: in some postseason moments. Let's, but let's also be fair. If we're going to say that, we also have to remember that three turnovers in the fourth quarter of the NFC title game. And one of the
2: young. best touchdown passes I've ever seen. I, it's fair, I, too. Wait, let's say, Dan, he goes to the, he's on the Jets. Would
1: you have a problem paying him $18 million a year? No, no. no I, of course. I'm taking the money out of it. I agree. You just pay him the money. I'm just saying it seems like a lot of money. Is, you it know. It That's is, fine. And I agree with Dan. It, there should be more of a middle class. Right. It, it's really that Aaron Rodgers and Brady and Manning are underpaid, I think. Right.
2: That's fair. But,
1: but none of us can confidently stand on the table and say Kaepernick's definitely that top 10 guy, which is... I think that's interesting. I don't know if I'm totally convinced he's so that So what guy. does that mean, that we can't say that? No, He's I, still I,
4: worth the money.
1: Yeah, I, I'm taking that out of it. I'm just saying he's not really at that point where we're that confident he's an elite type of quarterback. That, I, oh, I just used the E word. I hate that. <laughs> but... uh that we're not totally convinced he's that guy. A year ago, I would have been more confident. If you
4: want me to name the quarterbacks I'd rather have than him, I'd be happy to. But it might take a while, and it might be for another <laughs> podcast. But I'd be happy to say which quarterbacks are better. All
1: right, July twelfth.
4: Right. <laughs> that's the podcast.
3: Well, <laughs> well we're here. Do you want to do it? Why don't you go through it right now? It's gonna be hard. Off the top <laughs> of my head,
4: over. Do, you know Manning, Brady, who might be too. out of the li- by the t- out of the league by the time we are done with this thing? But Breeze, Rogers. Well, Rogers would be number one. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Big Ben Rivers, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, Matt Ryan—that might be about it. All at their Cam. ages
2: today, you'd want them
4: today for the rest I put of their careers. Cam and Kaepernick 10. in the same category. I'd probably take Cam over
3: Kaepernick, but they're so close. Kaepernick tenth, tenth best quarterback. They're about in ten. Right
4: yeah, he's about the 10-11 range.
3: It's fair. Uh, NFL Media's Judy Batista had an interesting uh, feature today where she uh, reported that the NFL Competition Committee, which is has been in Florida talking about potential proposals to send to the owners this year, um, are discussing the possibility of pushing the point, af- point after touchdown, the extra point, to the 25-yard line, which would make it a 42-yard attempt. Right now it's ball set at the 2, making it a 19- or 20-yard attempt. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? It's a long extra point. I think it's spicy. I like Anything it. Anything like to make
4: it. the game more Interesting. Isn't it a little kind of
3: taste too much
4: though? I like why too much. What what is our thirty-five? What is our attraction to the current extra point?
3: No, the current extra point we've outgrown it. I think that the kickers are so um, advanced now, and the conditions, and the fields, and the and the the, everything about the NFL has progressed past extra points. But a forty-two-yard field goal to me, and forty to forty-nine-yard field goals last year were converted. I believe it was 83%. 83% of the time. Of the time. That, I mean, I'm pretty crazy. Yeah. I like
2: it. That's why you locked down Nick but, Falk. You know, just- Oh you know. yeah,
4: because it's so hard bit. to find a kick.
3: Oh. it's in five years.
4: And now Alex Barron commits a false start penalty, and you're back to a 47-yard D- extra point downstairs. I mean, <laughs> Dan is. I didn't. That's know. a great call,
3: though. Yeah. One false start, and it's a 47-yard yard kick. <laughs> <laughs> well, a personal foul. All of a sudden, it's a bomb outside field It is so so a little crazy, but D- Dan. Now we're, now we're
1: having fun. I never knew that Dan was such a traditionalist. If Dan was back in the 1920s, he'd be like, "This forward pass. This is a terrible. Keep idea. the watermelon ball. Yeah, let." <laughs> That's- Lady I mean, folk voting. No,
3: sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, no, listen, it's, it's just to me. All right, think about it this way. Think it's good. about the example I, I, I said earlier. All right, Mark, I, u- I love using the Browns as an example. Late in a the game, they, uh, they need it to keep their playoff hopes alive. They march 98 yards down the field. An amazing, gutsy drive. They convert four or fourth downs to get in the end zone. They tie the Steelers up if they hit the extra point. And you push the extra point from 42 yards. Oh, and to by the right. way,
2: it's in Cleveland where it's negative 8 degrees with eight a 72 degrees. wind chill. You
3: push the extra point so you lose so and your season's and over. A factory and, and I'm hanging, <laughs> I'm <you> know, hanging <laughs> on the <laughs> edge of my chair
4: because I'm hanging on the edge of my chair because this extra point means everything. Right, whereas it's right. not for the extra
1: point. In a game before that, you'd be
4: like, ah, the extra point. 98-yard drive, but that's the Broncos. Like the
1: Browns, too so, much. So what Dan wants is an extra point that's automatic, that there's no drama to no, it. I say this is thinking. i I'm fine totally getting rid of the extra point, which was the whole idea of...
3: What is this, if, the future? What is this, like 2057? It, it's <laughs> either eight <laughs> What's points... Wrong with
1: this game? Or six points, but if the choice is keep the system as it is now, which is pointless, or add this 42 yardy I like it. But Let's if it's a 20-yard start-
3: field goal, and they're proposing potentially 42... What is wrong with a 35? Why do no, we need what? to get fancy? Why if about we propose
4: this? a 57 and then meet in the middle at 42? <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: it's what? absurd.
1: Dan's like this is too much excitement, too much tension. You can't have you excitement. Don't, too you don't much love drama. the game
3: the way I love the game apparently. <laughs> I love the purity of the great game that Vince Lombardi loved. And I'm on the side of Lombardi. So there you go. <laughs> I love that the NFL stands alone among
4: sports in it. If they can find a way to make it more exciting, they do. That's and very always true of yeah.
3: You know what else? You I know what like other the... game made a lot of changes? The XFL. Should we just start <laughs> doing stuff like that, like place the ball at the 50 and then two idiots run at each other yeah. and get the ball? No, Are we going to do that because it's more fun? Adam I mean, Carolla has
1: the idea to do a trident where you try to hit yeah, one why in not? the – hit something in the middle of the goalpost, <laughs> and that's like three or that's like another point I, I like that that's exciting I like that. that I like you know what I mean do it and huh. you have another pull in the middle you, if you go for the middle one you hit it right on you get another extra point on top there should be two pulls in the middle with a really skinny zone there right that would yeah. be fun too Well, y-
2: yeah, then you, it's like a you guys fork. could
3: turn it into rock and jock football go ahead I like Manifel the way I like my That never, that never a sore
2: spot with Dan here, which I, like in all the years of knowing him, never would have you know, detected existed.
3: <laughs> well, my team just franchised the kicker, so it's really like... Did you
4: used to prefer it when people used hay as thigh pads? <laughs> yes, I did. I hated it. <laughs>
3: all right. Before we go today, we figured it's always fun to slip back into the lab because Gold Center, you know, people love the lab. People love the scientists getting at each other, and uh, let's go downstairs. We're heading into the lab. All right. There we are. Mark, are you behind me? Oh, there you are. Yeah. We are now in the lab downstairs. Ooh, hear that? We're going to talk a little bit about the top ten wide receivers, uh, uh, the free agency primer that's up on our website. This was written by Chris Wesseling, the post we have up today, but this is a list that was compiled by... Greg and Wes together, right? Yes. All right. Mark, do you want to uh, go over that list or read out the uh, top ten?
2: All right, let's do it real quick. In, in, a, uh, in a class of their own, according to Chris Wesling. Mm. Th- those are
3: his words exactly. Yes,
2: that's okay. the subheading. Class of their own, Eric Decker and Hakeem Nix. Moving down to the solid starter category, Ooh. we've got at the top Golden Tate followed by James Jones. Julian Edelman and Emmanuel Sanders wait ben, can we
3: can we put the yeah let's stay down there we're still down going. here in the bubble yeah. in the bubbles we in didn't the leave sounds. we're still down there <laughs> gold alright go ahead in
2: the final heat starters with questions according
3: to oh that's the Professor
2: Wesleyan or I guess scientist Wesleyan I don't know Professor Westling.
3: Doctor
2: Sidney Rice if he can still function physically. <laughs> Followed by Andre wow. Roberts.
3: Sydney Rice is on this list. This is yeah. grim.
2: This is ugly. It goes to Kenny Britt. And then Ted Ginn. <laughs>
1: questions is right. Wesseling's Britt obsession has officially <laughs> gone off the tracks that he somehow made a starters with questions. Yeah, that's a lot of questions. What I, are the questions? Am I am I crazy? Like that's that makes no well, sense. That's a good point. I d- I did <laughs> I did <laughs> <It's a> bad <laughs> heading. That's <laughs> an go insult way out to of Ken. Put
4: Kenny Britt ahead of Jacoby Ford. But, I mean, who would you want in there
1: without Kenny Britt? Well, I, I don't like the heading starters with questions. <laughs>
4: well, you're the boss.
1: Go change it.
3: <laughs> All right, <but> oh, <laughs> the scientist. There's no no level <laughs> loss here.
1: Is there is there any way we look back on this group? And we say, I can't believe we ever thought Eric Decker was better than Hakeem Nicks.
4: Sure, it's fair. there's a
1: chance we do that. If, if Hakeem Nicks ever gets his legs
4: back, then we would say that.
2: And if Decker lands, as we as you've said before, with the wrong
1: type of team that overpays for him, he will vanish. Well, let's let's throw it to you two, Dan and Mark. I know you don't have your lab. You do wear lab coats, actually. Yeah. Well, well,
3: we wear hard hats always and safety goggles.
1: As you well as coach. you root for NFL franchises that play football that have a need at wide receiver. Would you rather have your team sign Decker or Nix?
3: Uh, well, is the money? It's comparable comparable. Well,
1: let's say Nick's a little less cuz he should be less. If
3: it's comparable, I'm going with De- Decker just cuz I thought I don't know, I didn't get a good vibe from Nick's in those last 2 years of the Giants. <laughs> Even beyond the injuries, I didn't really like how he kind of handled carried himself um, in the media and kind of just got a little bit of a bad vibe. So I like I'd give Decker a shot.
1: I want to see Dan's Big board for free agency. All the measurables like hands, (laughs) strength, vibe. Doesn't get a check in the vibe category. No, vibe
3: is incredibly important in life, (laughs) in all factors of life.
2: Uh, I I have a tough time with Decker in Cleveland, if that's what you're asking me. If they were to take Sammy Watkins number four, Mm. have a quarterback, have Gordon and Decker, and it all worked out, which is far-fetched, I like Decker. Otherwise, i go Knicks.
1: Let me ask When's you, the So you like Hakeem? him only if he's a number three wide receiver When's That's the last time
2: Hakeem Nick's made a play?
4: Because I can tell you when Eric Decker was making plays
2: I just think that Decker Is the guy that we're going to look back on I hope I'm wrong for his sake and the sake of his uh, Precious well, family also, Eric so,
4: Decker gets no respect in this podcast studio It's fair West, the that say that
3: But I will tell you that You also said yourself Wes Where did the, Where are the Giants if Hakeem Nix isn't on that Super Bowl team That second Super Bowl team
4: You know where they are? Where, where they've been the last two years
1: Right, well, with, with him, him not right making physically. any plays, maybe yeah. maybe we're maybe I'm becoming one of those general managers that evaluates these free agents based on what they did in college. Maybe Hakeem Nix, that guy from a couple years ago that I thought was going to be a top five wide receiver. And if we had been placing bets after 2011, who is more important? <laughs> Who's going to get signed first, Nix or Cruz? You would have definitely thought it would be Hakeem Nix. Nix
4: at full health is one of the top five or six wide receivers Woo! in the NFL. He Ow! was. That's who but, we want. But he's Ow! not that guy anymore.
1: Okay. And even he's when young. he
4: was at full health, it was only for a few games at a time. He's had hip, ankle, knee, thigh. Every part of your leg you could possibly go wrong. Nix has had multiple instances So you're with saying all of it's them. not
3: just that he's been banged up. You think he's breaking down at age 26 or whatever. I'm saying.
4: saying even if he gets healthy and ever shows playmaking ability again, he'll probably get injured
2: shortly thereafter. I guess where I'm coming from is I don't view either as a guy I want to go... Tout around is my big wide receiver signing, and then hey, we're going to center our passing
3: game around this guy. Neither one of them. Let me ask one more question off this top ten list. In the much maligned subhead stars with questions, uh, Sidney Rice, Andre Roberts, Kenny Britt, Ted Ginn. (laughs) Choose one of that list that will actually become a big time playmaker this year. Who most likely to surprise? I would.
2: I, if I had to give, I would give none of them a long-term deal, but I would like to add Roberts to, the, to a team and see what he can do. I, I, the, the rest of them all feel, if they're not locker room cancer-type material, they are just too far gone. There. The only one that's like that is Britt. Right, I mean, there's nothing. Brit, to... I cannot fathom how I would be hired not... by a team to add Brit to my roster. I would. I should Sydney be...
3: Rice is probably in Switzerland right now, having his knees replaced. I mean, so I'm that, not saying I mean...
2: locker room can't solve them, but like with Rice, there's major health issues. It's a giant question mark. We talk about Hakeem Nicks making sense for
4: the Panthers. What about Sydney Rice from
1: North Carolina? A... Went to school at
4: South Carolina.
2: If he can play for more than four games a, a
1: season, that's the issue. I take a shot with Rice as a two or three, and the price is gonna be right. He might be a lot less expensive than guys like Tate. What do you think? Do you think Sidney Rice is going to get paid a lot? I don't know. No, I don't, he's I don't think he's going to get paid a lot. No, no. no.
4: I think he's going to get a one-year deal, and it'll probably be for
1: one to two million. That's I fair. don't think any of these guys are going to get paid a lot. Tate, Tate, might you. Jones, Edelman, and Sanders—they're not going to get that much money. They're nice role S- players. Someone might pay for Sanders.
4: The, I think I opinions can see are too. all over the
1: map on him in the NFL.
4: And I agree with Mark on Andre Roberts. If someone would have told you last year at this time that Edelman was a better player than Andre Roberts,
1: you would have asked what they were smoking. You would have gotten answers too. This is what <laughs> maybe this one of th- the maybe that's the sound in the background right now. <laughs> <laughs>
4: this is what people do in the NFL. It's what did you do last year? Everyone assumes that 2013 stats will carry over, and they don't. That's not how the NFL works.
1: Well, maybe then James Jones could be a touchdown-leading Did you know that James
4: Jones, for as bad a year as he had, I think he
1: had a career high in yards. James Jones was okay. He's product- He doesn't have he great s- hands. He stopped
4: r- separating halfway through the year, and it's not really his fault. He had a torn PCL.
3: Around the league's Dan Hansis will be speaking with James Jones at NFL Network Studios on Tuesday, and I'll report back to you guys what I get out of him.
4: <laughs> I like James Jones, and I think he'll make for a great signing. You can tell him I said that.
3: I will. I'll let him know He that. was
1: wearing some... Fancy orange pants. I, I thought believe. they were like gold. Mm, it was like, gold. please, I Packers, have, don't give up on looked me. Looked like he was selling sherbet. <laughs> I'm colorblind, so. Oh, that's, that's right. Let's that's not seven. bring that up anymore.
3: Yeah. Um, all right, let's go upstairs. We're going to leave the lab. Who's this? Who's, uh, who's in charge of upkeep down there, by
2: well, that's a mystery. Oh, that's I think these things. guys, I don't think when you have Lyle. two sort of mad oh, scientists Lyle. operating, right, people, there's, there's people not People have been a...
3: asking where Lyle's been. we put him in the lab. Should right.
1: we let people know where, what Lyle is all about? Right. He is an ogre that's been hanging <laughs> out in the lab too long, some strange things growing off of his head. It's just, we have to keep him out of public. That's
3: why he's always messed everything up. <laughs> um, all right. Before we go, Wes, real quick, update on the map.
1: Oh, I <laughs> meant, ATL world I meant to
4: order it last night. I'll order Wait. it. I, will, I promise you it will what be ordered. What is the map
1: for, for our listeners?
4: Well, we have all these listeners from different points of the globe, a lot from United Kingdom, Australia. We've had some Finland. We've even German. said German, African. We have people from all over. So I'm going to buy a map. We're going to put it in the podcast studio, place pins in all of the places where people have told us they're from.
3: You said this was a off season project. We are now we're in the off season. I'm just at a certain point in results are you know, you Well, expect.
4: I was told that this was a post combine project. Mm. We are now post combine. I will I promise you Moving I will the order it. told that.
2: <laughs> Who were you told that by? <laughs> Greg.
1: <laughs> he made it clear this is post combine. If Wesley's gonna be late, delivering something i'm ra- i'd rather be this than the free agent primer <laughs> that's so fair that's okay
4: i will order it tonight and uh i will you know i'm an amazon prime member i'll have it delivered as soon as possible <laughs> we will have it in there as
3: you may or may not know does not shop he refuses to everything done online he's a man of the future you, you know, know why like i don't shop he's man a man type figure you know yes.
1: why i don't shop because there's people out there <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> I like that you wear this Amazon Prime membership like you're like a select member of an elite <laughs> club that no one else could be. It's like having a you black Amex bring or that something. Up.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's like and Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> Do you get paid for each reference? No. <laughs> I could I could see if the podcast ever truly took off and became famous, and then it eventually disappeared through the sands of time, and Wes would be able to milk his celebrity to do like you know every once in a while you'll see like Wilfred Brimley s- like selling gold coins. I could yeah. see Wes doing some type of commercial, hawking coins as the former ATL. <laughs> do I strike you as was- a man who would be happy to do a
1: commercial? Yes, I don't think I'm, do? I don't
4: think I'm a commercial guy. You'd you be do? a
3: changed person at that point,
2: though. That's true.
1: You kind of resemble a young Wilford. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that. that's a compliment. Wow. <laughs> uh, on that note, diabetes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> on that note, uh, we will be back on Wednesday, as we always are. We'll continue to talk about free agency, which is getting closer and closer every day. Um, and any other news, and, you know, whatever else is happening. Until then, this is Dan Hansis signing off for the mailman, the sizzler, the boss, the gold standard behind the glass, and uh, Lyle, the intern down in the dungeon lab. Until Wednesday. My job is to buy, guy, get things done. What is that?
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
1: moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors JCPenney, make everybody count
0: this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director Wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise